Hi, everyone. This is your reigning Miss Continental Plus, Darcel Stevens from Orlando, Florida. And you're listening to The Talk with Micah and Friends. Hi, my name is Chris Ayersman, and I'm the Director for Infectious Disease at the Minnesota Department of Health. I know that COVID-19 is on everyone's minds. Slowing the spread of COVID-19 is vital for protecting our communities. Right now, it is important for people to cancel large gatherings and practice social distancing. And what this means is making sure that you're maintaining a distance of about six feet between people. Continue washing your hands, covering your cough, and cleaning frequently touched surfaces. Stay home when you're sick. I'll say that again. Stay home when you're sick. That is the most important thing. We know these recommendations mean disruption to your lives but they are so important. We need to slow the spread of the virus so that we don't overwhelm our hospitals and clinics. Thank you for doing your part. If we work together, we can manage this situation. It's the talk with Mike and Hello everyone, it's me, Micah. I cannot believe that it's been almost nine months since we actually last came together for an interview on this platform, but here we are, and I cannot be more excited for this particular episode, episode number 81. But before we get knee deep into conversation, I wanna make sure that each of you that are under the sound of my voice are doing well, and most importantly, are safe. Uh, During this pandemic of COVID-19, many of you are out of work, you're working from home, you're dealing with the virus, either directly or indirectly. Um, You're really trying to figure out how to move and press forward in these uncertain times. But I just want to say, please continue to remain positive despite what seems like an uncertainty. Do not, please do not consume yourself with the news and the statistics and the negative rhetoric and all that stuff. Yes, I want you to keep abreast of what's going on in this world and what's going on with COVID-19. But at the same time, please make use of the time that you have available to tap into the things that bring you laughter, that bring you joy, productivity, and solace, okay? Thank you to the many, many entertainers across the U.S. that have been doing daily and weekly virtual shows on Facebook and, and on Instagram, and those that are producing and delivering the content. You know, and and you're doing this not only to survive, but you're doing this to bring joy, to bring laughter and fun to our homes, to bring some type of normalcy to our homes. So thank you. So please continue to entertain us as we all need that escape, okay? Now, again, I have to remind you and for you to remind everyone in your home, your family, friends, the importance of practicing everyday preventative actions that can help prevent the spread of this respiratory illness, okay? I need you to avoid close contact with people who are sick. Okay, I need you to stay home when you are sick, except to get medical care. Cover those mouths when you're sneezing, okay, at all times. Clean, frequently touched surfaces and objects daily. An example, tables, countertops, light switches, doorknobs, cabinet handles, things like that. Using a regular household detergent and water. Wash your hands frequently with soap and water for at least 20 seconds. What I do every time I wash my hands, I sing happy birthday. Hey, that's about 20 seconds, okay? So 
even if you got to count 1 through 20. Whatever you got to do, just make sure that you wash your hands frequently with soap and water for at least 20 seconds, especially after going to the bathroom, before eating, after eating, and after blowing your nose, that sort of thing. If soap and water are not readily available, use a hand sanitizer. Just make sure that it contains at least 60% alcohol. Please, 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 I can't say it enough. Please adhere to the curfew hours in your respective cities and states and stay home. Only go out for extreme emergencies or for groceries, medicine, or if you, like I had to do the other day, need to make a quick run to the postal office, things like that. But please adhere to the curfew hours in your respective cities and states, okay? Again, everyone, lovelies, please be safe and do what's instructed so that we can all be together again, okay? All right. So now that that's out of the way, but it was very important. Let's go ahead and pay a few bills, and when we come back, we will be joined with Miss Continental Elite 2019, Audra Dupree, for an up-close and personal conversation. So hang tight, and we'll be back in just a second. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is the Etcetera Twins, and we hope everyone is being safe during these challenging times. Look out for our brand new single, Quarantined, out today. So get our brand new single, Quarantine, at etceteratwins.com. When I released my first book, I remember thinking very heavily about Elon Harris and how he did it. How he managed to reach millions of people around the world through his work and how I would do it. His readers became my readers. I write because it's my passion. I write with black people on my mind and black gay men in my heart. Toni Morrison gave me the courage to say that out loud. Yes, I can write about white people. White people can write about black people. Anything can happen in art. There are no boundaries there. I could write about anything, anyone, but I choose to write about our experience. Here's my love letter to black people. It has nothing to do with who reads the book. Everyone, I hope, of any race, any gender, any country. Book of Jewels is 11 of the biggest life lessons that I've learned to date. And the stories behind those lessons. Book of Jewels is available now on Audible, all e-readers, and Amazon.com. Visit www.craigthewriterstewart.com for more information. Bless up, world. 
Have you heard about social distancing? You gotta stay at home if you can. This is very serious. We have to stay home. Not just to protect yourself, but to protect others. You don't want to spread the coronavirus in your community. Don't go outside, even if you think you're fine. Stay at least six feet away from other people. Two, arms length. Two arms. Do not hug. Don't shake hands. Yes, no touching for now. Any avoidable trips? Avoid. Nope, not traveling anywhere. Pick up food or get it delivered. Staying home helps lower the risk for everyone. Protect your life, protect your loved ones, and protect the world. We can save lives, okay? Stay at home. Stay at home. Stay at home. That's the key. Just because you're at home doesn't mean that we can't be alone together. 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 Cool. Hey guys, it's Desi Andrews here, your reigning Mr. Continental 2020, and you're listening to The Talk with Micah and Friends. Representing Metropolitan Continental Elite, I am Aja Dupree. Our evening gown winner goes to Aja Dupree. And our swimwear winner goes to Aja Dupree. And our talent winner goes to Aja Dupree. Here we go. The highest courage is to dare to appear to be what you are. What are you most proud of? Once again, the highest courage is to dare to appear to be what you are. What are you most proud of? Thank you, Nikki. Thank you. Good evening, judges, ladies and gentlemen. I am contestant number nine, pilot number two, Asha. A few years ago, when I was younger, I was living a life that I shouldn't have been living. I was doing illegal things, living the wrong way, writing bad checks, doing credit cards, scams, things of that nature. I'm free from that now, and I'm proud of the woman I am today. I live a legal life. Everything I have is in my name, my car, my home. I work legally, my job, and I'm proud of that. And everyone who knows what I've come from, they're proud of me too. And that's what I'm most proud of, of the accomplishments and the turnaround in my life that I have made. Judges, ladies and gentlemen, I am your contestant number nine. Finalist number two, I am Asha Dupree. Our first finalist tonight, contestant number six, Dina Ann Jacobs. And now, ladies and gentlemen, it is time to announce Miss Continental Elite, Aja. Judges, you did a wonderful job tonight. I thank all of you. It wasn't easy, but I know you've done the a great job. There's your newly crowned Miss Connelly Lee, Aja.
And we are back, and I want to say thank you for all taking the time out to support the platform for tonight's show, um, whether you're listening live or whether you're listening while, you know, exercising at home, chilling at home, taking a break from Netflix, whatever it may be. Thank you so very much for supporting the platform. Greatly appreciate it. Um, if you would like to listen to any of the previous 80 episodes, because um, as I stated earlier in the um, opening, that this is the 81st episode. So if you would like to listen to any of the previous 80 episodes, you can simply visit blogtalkradio.com forward slash the talk with Micah. Again, that's blogtalkradio.com forward slash the talk with Micah. Um, I know you guys have been wondering, you know, people have been hitting me up. When is, when is your next episode? I'm doing so many things, but I think that now that I have some time to, to really uh, – reflect and collect and, you know, do all that kind of great stuff, I think that now is the perfect time to start um, getting back into the groove of radio, among other things. So you can visit blogtalkradio.com forward slash the talk with Micah. Or if you have an iPhone, you can actually go to the Purple Podcast app on your iPhone. It's, it's a Purple Podcast app on the iPhone that comes pre-installed, but maybe some of you have deleted it, but go ahead and re-add it back. Um, but you can click on that Purple Podcast app. You can search at the bottom right, I believe, the talk with Micah and friends, and you can play any episode at your leisure, okay? Um, we will also soon be available on Spotify, Stitcher, and TuneIn very, very soon for your listening pleasure. I want to get it out there on all, um, all platforms. And thank you to everyone who listens to the show or has been listening to the show, even though we haven't been doing anything um, in the past few months, but I still see the listens, so people are still interested in what's going on over here. Um, well, as promised, we are sitting down with the lovely, talented, and multinational title holder, uh, entertainer, uh, reigning Miss Continental Elite, uh, capital A, I think Z-S-I-A, Aja Dupree. So welcome to the show, Aja. Hello, everyone. Hi, Micah. Hello, hello. Thank you so very much for um, for taking the time out again for um, doing this interview. And it, this, this is a special day for you, even though it's physically not happening. It will happen one day, um, but today would, have been the day, <laughs> today would have been the day that you would have relinquished your title as Miss Continental Elite, and what an exceptional job. So I just want to give you a little clap, you know, everybody clap, virtual clap, virtual thank you, clap. Thank you, thank you, thank <laughs> for you. Um, so, so, it's, so I think it's a perfect opportunity for us to kind of dig deep, get to know who you are, um, have a little conversation, and, you know, have a little continental conversation and go from there. Um, so uh, are you ready? Are you ready? I'm ready. I'm okay. ready. Great. Um, now, in the event that we do have any um, any time for any questions, um, you can, uh, if, you are call if you're calling in, the call-in number, because I know some of you may be, um, what, what's the word? Some of you may be dialing in or listening from the link that's posted on Facebook. There is a new link, actually, that was posted. Um, and I will open the chat pod. I'll actually activate that now. So in the event that you do have a question, comment, you know, want to praise and all that kind of great stuff, I just actually logged into the chat. So you can actually go into that chat and put your questions there. Or if you're dialing in, which you should have called um, the number of 516-387-1298. Again, 516-387-1298. If you have a question or just want to say, you know, something to Aja, you can just press one on your phone, and that will alert me, and I can go back and open the line up for you to say what you want to say. All right. So, Aja, okay. um, so the first thing uh, before we dig deep into Continental and your reign over the last year, 
Um, let's start by getting mm-hmm. to know about who you are and your upbringing. So please tell me, tell us, the listening audience, about your childhood, like where you're originally from, any siblings, favorite things to do as a child, that sort of thing. I'm originally born and raised in Jacksonville, Florida, and I am the oldest sibling of four brothers and two sisters. Okay. And I am the oldest. Um, My four brothers are... They're my brothers. Um, so I'm the oldest of six siblings. Um, I graduated from Mandarin High School, and I always knew um, who and what I wanted to be, but I was, you know, on that path trying to find that niche. So early on in about my mm, sophomore year of high school, I was in the marching band for Reigns High School at the time, and we went to a band competition, and this young guy came over because he was really fascinated with that there was a, a a boy that actually was on auxiliary, and I was the actual cat team at that time, mm-hmm. and he was just really, really um, – he was really just like, oh, my God. And I was kind of like, oh, God, like, you know, being kind of like, oh, this groupie, you know, like, honey, give it a rest. But long <laughs> story short, <laughs> it ended up being Angelica Sanchez. So that wow. is how I Angelica. So okay. that is when we met and we ended up kicking, up, kicking it off and hanging out, and that's when I met um, Roderick, Bianca, um, mm-hmm. you know, that's when I started to meet people who were like myself, you know, because okay. I had been, you know, kind of sheltered as a child. I didn't really go outside and play with the other kids and stuff. So mm-hmm. um, this is when I really started to get out and, you know, realize who I was and what I wanted to be. So um, that that being and being introduced into that community is when I started to meet other people, and that's when I started to um, be interested in pageantry. Um, God okay. bless her soul. Um, the legendary Vanessa Knight was okay. the first person who ever showed me a pageant, okay. and it was the pageant was Miss Orange County, and the young lady. It was a lot of legendary girls in this pageant: Santana T. Summers, um, Basha. Oh God, the list goes on and on. Because Miss Orlando, Miss I think it was Miss um, I forgot the name. Miss Orange County. It was a very popular pageant in Orlando back in the day. Long okay. story short, um, this woman comes out in this purple and green suit, and everybody's going crazy, and they're like, "Oh my God, they're beating the runway." I'm like, "Oh my God, who is that?" And she's mm-hmm. like, "That's Basha." And mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh my God, I have to meet her. I have to meet this person." Like. Mm-hmm. I want to be like her. I want to do this. Like, I just enjoyed seeing her attitude and her presence, and she made it known when she came on the stage and the room just went into this uproar, and that's when I knew I wanted to do that. Okay. So um, I went on, and, you know, you meet people in the community, and mm-hmm. I started um, stalking Basha. <laughs> Okay. like Angelica was talking to me because she okay. was, like, you know, excited that someone was doing something she wanted to do, and now I'm excited about this person 
mm-hmm. know, because she does what I want to do and what I want to learn. And um, I remember finding out where she stayed, and we pulled up to the call box, and I dialed the apartment, and she was like, yes. And I was like, oh, this is, I'm not going to say the name. Uh-huh. <laughs> we're, at, I'm at the, we're at the gate, and uh, I'm here to see you. And she was like, uh, I'm on show at Third Dimension Thursday night, showtime 12 midnight. Click. So mm. all my girlfriends in the car with me, they just laughed at me and they picked at me. And I was like, oh, honey, like, you know, I was just over it. Mm-hmm. I was just over it. So I let that thought go and I went on. And a lot of people don't know this, but Sasha Sanchez was actually my first mother. Mm. Okay. Yes. Unknown, because, unknown and, fact. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, yes. So because she knew um, Angelica, that was Angelica's mom, early on. We were in high school, and I started to um, hang with Tasha and everything, and she became my mother. Mm -hmm. Um, And we had some really great times, you know, growing up, and just, you know, I could be who I wanted to be with my friends, and I started to meet. um, I met Tamisha Iman, and she... She was, um, I think the first time I met her, she was rehearsing for a pageant, and she had her dancers in check, honey, and just like when people were, like, um, very serious about pageantry, and we had our family to back us. Like, we were not hiring, um, you know, the Albertos and the, Mm -hmm. this person. It was basically you guys. Yes, it was just mm-hmm. like family, you know. We weren't hiring like Christopher Mons at the time, and you know things like that. And um, it was just basically us as a family. Like we all lived together at one point. That's after and, I got and, out of high and, school. And I'm gonna stop you there because I do mm-hmm. want to get okay. into all of that. <laughs> okay. okay. Because I'm like, oh my god, she's she's answering everything I want to ask. But no, so totally get it. So you're you're um. So you connected, you were able to connect with people who were like-minded like yourself, who you knew kind of like, mm-hmm. you know, were like like how like, even now kids connect now with people who they gel well with or who possesses something that they possess. And sometimes it takes us to, yes. yeah, yes. sometimes it takes us to be around. Because I can even say, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I graduated, what, 20 years ago, um, I mean, from high school, but I know that. It, I didn't really, like, I've, I've heard many stories of people, like, connecting with people during high school. I didn't, like, I was afraid to do that. But what I did was in mm-hmm. college mm-hmm. is when I started to connect with those people because I knew that those people who were like-minded, who I knew, you know, we kind of shared the same thing as far as, you know, right. sexuality and what we were attracted to or whatever, were going to be able to bring mm-hmm. that out of me and, you know, and to be yeah. able to shelter me and, and be, as you said, like, a, you mm-hmm. know, being like your mother or whatever, you having those yes. mentors that are able to kind of guide you. Yes. So I totally get it. And I think that happens. Or even protect you. Yes, most definitely. And it's important. Um, so I want to ask you some um, rapid fire, um, like some rapid fire, call them icebreaker questions okay. um, about you really quickly. And when I ask you the question, you say the first thing that, you know, I mean, you just basically answer it. Um, okay. there's really no why. It's just, it's like, what is the favorite that I lie? You just answer it. So what was, okay. who was your role model as a kid and why? So this is all before pageantry and all that. Who was your role model as a kid and why? Diane Carroll. Um, because she was a beautiful black woman on television and her mm-hmm. role that she played 
was just like kind of like the woman that I envisioned myself to be. Mm-hmm. So Diane Carroll was like everything to me growing okay. up. Okay, and rest in peace to her. Um, yes. You, your favorite ice cream flavor, if you like ice cream. <laughs> Oh, butter pecan. Oh, that's my favorite, butter too. Pecan. <laughs> butter pecan. I yes. love butter pecan. Okay, your favorite cocktail? Knob Creek and ginger ale. Say that again? It's called Knob Creek, like a knob on the door. Okay, knob that's Creek. the name okay. of this and ginger ale. Okay, and is that a, what is it? Is that a vodka? Is that a tequila? Is that a uh, wine? It's a, what is it's that? a whiskey. It's a whiskey. Okay, okay. It's like a whiskey or a bourbon. I think it's a whiskey. Yeah, it's a whiskey. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll have to try that. Really good. When we're able, when we're able yeah. to get out and, <laughs> you know, feel much money again. Exactly. Uh, Knob Creek, uh, Creek and Ginger Ale, yeah. right? Knob Creek and Ginger Ale. Okay. Yeah. Your favorite song to perform? Um, Little Kim. Okay. And it's just like a mix of songs by Little Kim. Oh, a mix of Little Kim songs? Yeah, just like a mix of them. It's not like one favorite one, just like a mix of them. Okay. Um, What mm-hmm. was the first concert you ever attended? <sighs> oh, God. Um, Honestly, ooh, I'm not like a big concert person, Micah, to be okay. honest. But the first concert I attended, ooh, well, one I can remember was, um, oh my God, um, she sung that beautiful song about. Oh God, I'm not good with this part. We're gonna have to pass okay. this one. I don't want to <laughs> well, mess up the Okay, do you remember the last concert you attended? Um. No, because I'm not okay. A we're, we're, we're gonna move I'm on. A <laughs> okay. If you, but but I'm the same way. Like I can remember them, but I'm not. I don't. I don't like the crowds like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. If you wrote a book, what would be the title? A day in a life. A day in a life um, for a girl like me. A day in a life for a girl like me. I like that. Um, favorite color. Purple. Favorite movie? Um, when They See Us. And okay. that's more of a, it's not a movie. It's more of a documentary type. It's more of a documentary. Yeah, that's, series, yeah, yeah, I like that. I, I love documentaries. I love documentaries. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, I can watch them all, all day. Yeah, um, exactly. Favorite place to visit? To visit? Mm-hmm. South Beach, Miami. Okay. South Beach, Miami. Okay. And uh, favorite dish to cook? What's your favorite dish? Um, shrimp and grits. Okay. Shrimp and so, grits. Yeah. And those are all great things because I love the butter, <laughs> the butter pecan. I love the shrimp and grits. I'm a yes. So of course that's right up right up my alley. Um, I got to try mm-hmm. that drink again. I had to wrote that down. Knob yes. Creek, Knob Ginger Ale. Uh-huh. I will do mm-hmm. that. Um, so now let's shift back to, because uh, you're still fairly young, okay, um, but have been around and in the industry for quite some time. And you did tell us yes. how you got started and, you know, who you started getting connected with and then your initial 
um, you know, viewing or introduction, so to speak, of Basha, uh, not necessarily up close and personal, but you kind of like, oh, this is my first time seeing this person, whatever. Yeah. And, of course, some of the other people, like you said, Vanessa Knight, going to the um, Miss Orange County, which was a big pageant in Orlando at the time. Um, so how did you actually now get started? Like, what what was that what was that thing like? <laughs> How did it just happen? So, my first debut ever being on a stage. Okay, so long story short, we're gonna wrap up me me and Basha talking Basha, and I didn't uh-huh. Basha my mom, and I got a phone call one day from someone like. Hey, how you doing? Um, I know you don't really know me, but my name is Basha, and I was like, mm-hmm, I know you, <laughs> you know, I'm I'm on the other line, like, mm-hmm, like, what's up, <laughs> you know? Right. She was like, um, um, a lot of people say we look alike, or you look like me, and you could play mm-hmm. my daughter, so mm-hmm. I need you to be in my presentation for this pageant. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't tell you all the details because I don't want nobody to know. She's very secretive. It's a pageant, you know, and I'm mm-hmm. not going to I'm like, okay, let me think about it, <laughs> you know, because I'm giving her all that because she done gave me Because she gave that. you all that. <laughs> mm-hmm. But long story short, you know, I was excited. So I was like, I'll do it. I'll do it. So her and Alexis came and picked me up mm-hmm. on a Saturday, and we went to TJ Maxx or Burlington, and I was always, like, really tiny, so they just put me in these. Easter girl dresses, and long story short, they found a dress for me. We go and rehearse. The next day, no, that night, I was her Christina for her mommy dearest. Okay, And that okay. was my first time on the stage. She turned the pageant. The pageant was Miss Bitch. She won the pageant. And that okay. was my first time being on stage was with her for the okay. first time. Mm-hmm. Now, do, you, do yeah. you remember the first song that you ever performed? Oh, Queen of the Night by Whitney Houston. Mm. Now, was that in was that in Jacksonville? Was it in Orlando? Was it somewhere else? It was in Jacksonville in okay. my first pageant at this club called the Two O Nine, the same place where Basha won this bitch. And needless to say, I was a complete kiki. I had my cousin used to have all these clothes, and I I was able to like go to her house and pull like all this stuff to do a pageant from her closet. Mm-hmm. Where I actually sold the stuff to go do this, you know, being a pageant. And right. um, I end up wearing a gown of Passion Sinclair's because um, Passion Sinclair now had been had them became my my pageant mother. Okay. Um, so. She put me in the pageant, and I didn't have the right size shoes, so I always, cause I always had small feet. And I mm-hmm. ended up wearing a pair of size 11 or 12 quarter-size oh, shoes, and the gown was sitting in the shoe was sitting in it had a cover-up coat. And, honey, when they took that coat off me, and I, they went up, they was like, yes. Mm-hmm. And baby, when I went to walking and them them boats were sliding on my feet, the <laughs> audience peeked at me, honey. They <laughs> it was a mess. Wow. It was a mess. Yeah, it was a kiki. It was a, oh, my God. But, you know, you learn from those things. And that was my first oh, yeah. case of pageantry, and mm-hmm. I learned so much. But, of course, you know, my feelings were hurt because, you know, yeah. everybody wants to win, you know. Right. I didn't understand, like, you're, 
I'm a new baby. You know, these girls were more seasoned than polished, so right. that's how they, you know, yeah. And, you know, I've, I've interviewed so many um, icons and legends in this in- industry over the last, I started the show, what, late 2013. I've, um, I've interviewed so many um, of you all, and the common thread or the common denominator or the thing that's so consistent is that that first show is always just either, oh, I was a fool, and da-da-da-da, or, um, <laughs> yeah. or I, I mean, I'm talking about from, from the Tasha Lungs to the Mimi to the Jasmine, the Cole, Sasha, I've interviewed so many of them, and that's the thing. Or it's kind of like, oh, they put me in talent night, and I didn't know what I was doing, but I won, you know, or I was bit, I was yeah. awful, but I was bit by the bug, and I just wanted to be better, and I just continued on because it was something that, you know, I enjoyed. Right. And, and then people get, when you step on stage, no matter if, you, if you're doing off-Broadway, Broadway, uh, whether you're doing a show, as you know, in, in this in, in this particular entertainment industry, once you get that bug and once you once you have that it factor, and people gravitate uh-huh. towards you, wanna wanna sow into you, wanna you know make sure that the next time that you step out, that you are even better than the time that you were before. That just allows you to wanna keep going, you know. And I think that that yeah, still happens to true. this day. That still happens to this day. So where did the name Aja come from? Like, how did that happen? Was that your first name, or was that, like, your third name? Because I know people go through most no. names. No. <laughs> honey, my first name was Avi. My first drag name was Aviant Fontavious Fonda. What was the last name? Yeah. <laughs> Fonda. Oh, God. Aviant Fontavious Fonda, honey, and... I don't know where we came up with that name. That's the name I had when I wore the big shoes, child. Okay, okay. okay. And, um, and so after that went on, I ended up hanging, like being more with Basha because then she called me back again after, you know, I had did her um, presentation. The Mama Dearest. Mm-hmm. Dearest. She ended up connecting with me again, like, hey, do you think you can learn a routine, you can dance? I was like, yeah. So I started hanging with her and mm-hmm. learning her routines, and then then that started. I started traveling. This would be over the summer because I was okay. in high school, right? And every summer, known fact for my true friends that know me, every summer after I got in like the tenth grade, I would run mm-hmm. away. I would leave home for the summer, and then I would come back. When it was time to go back to school, 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 and you know, mm-hmm. make my grades and everything, and at the end of the, and when the last day of school, I go be with my family, my extended family, and my right. family knew after one time, but the first time I did it, they put me in the missing paper, and all my friends oh, laughed at me my. so hard. <laughs> yes, like, my so he, she, she, she ain't really missing now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Oh my God! Now, now. Now, there's always been a thing, and I've, I've even said it myself, that I had always heard years ago that when you started doing shows and pageants, you were like 15, 16. Is that true? Yes. yes. Okay, okay, okay. That's, that, right. that's a fact. And I, I mean, I kind of thought, fact. I mean, you know, I don't want to run with lies, but I kind of, we would have conversations. like, yeah, child, you know, I was just, child, she thought I was, yeah. she was a baby, you know. <laughs> yeah, that, that so, pageant I did with the big shoes, I uh-huh. was probably, I was 15 years old. Oh, now, wow, the wow. first pageant I won, which, mm. which was Miss, Miss Sweetheart. Mm-hmm. Sweetheart yeah. Newcomer, right? I was, Sweetheart Newcomer it was still uh-huh. in Savannah, Georgia. I was 16 years old when I won. And that was in 96, right? 
That was in 96, baby. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. I graduated okay. school that year, okay. too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. There's a running, what I'm what I'm starting to realize <laughs> when it comes down to Jacksonville, Florida. And I'm going to say Florida, period. The oh, ladies, Florida. the ladies start, I mean, even the guys, but. More specifically, the ladies, they start out really young in, in, in the in the industry. Mm-hmm. Like, even when I had a conversation with Giselle, yeah. I mean, we, we did an interview with her, and she said the same. She was like, yeah, I mean, I was, you know, in the club at 15, 16, yes, you know, watching yes. the show. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So, they do. you grew up around many people that we see now or that we deem or, or whatever as, like, legends and icons in this industry. Um, who were the people who you consider to this day to be the most influential in your life? Oh, okay. Definitely my my fundamental ground. Um, mm-hmm. Of course, Basha, mm-hmm. um, Tam- Tamisha Iman, okay. Alexis Gabrielle Sherrington, Okay. Um, um, like girls that I like. Oh, Jasmine Bonet. Um, mm-hmm. Marissa. Mm-hmm. Um, like I was able to be around like a lot of like very talented and um, just go getter women, or they had something about them that you know just. Everything that I was able to learn, something from each one of them, and you could just mesh the uh, most one of the most powerful girls if you take something from those great, you know, ladies. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. each of them had like a special quality or a great quality about themselves that I was able to learn something about, whether it was in their daily life or their stage life. Yeah. You know? So yeah. Um, yeah, those are okay. some of the women I look up to. Yeah. So Basha, Tamisha Iman, Alexis Gabrielle Sherrington, Jasmine Bonet, and the Lady Marissa. Okay. Lady Good Marissa. list. Yeah. Good list. Mm-hmm. Um, and they mm-hmm. and they trailblaze and they've made you know made powers and moves you know just by themselves. So I can see why um, those will be some of the some of the ladies that were the most influential in your career. So we've all heard over the years the tenacity and very focused journey of Basha and how she competed and how she was serious. And like you said, she was very secretive. Um, and, and this will be kind of like the last part of Basha, and we'll move forward. You would be, mm-hmm. you would be one of her children, um, having full-hand knowledge of the woman we either grew to love or became infatuated with after the fact of her, of her passing. What is your favorite memory of her while she was here? Oh wow! Um, you know, it was it was it could, it's so many, Michael, because mm-hmm, she mm-hmm. was a person. She was an entertainer that something could go wrong, or everything could be going right, and she would still shine, or she would make that moment. It would never be a moment where it was like, "Ooh, her 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 shoe came off," or "Ooh, you know, she would make some kind of." something or some kind of gesture, she would do something to make the crowd lose it. So her, you know, just her being quick on her toes, you know, in any situation, she had so Mm -hmm. many moments that I just absolutely admire and adored about her. And that's just why I, like, loved about her so much because she would make nothing nothing out into something, you know. Like, she was just, yeah, 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you when you call when you said making moments, I jotted down a moment that spoke specifically to what you just said in regards to you know even if you know if something went wrong, she was able to turn it around and defend the other. The thing that is my right. call out immediately in my mind just now is when she did her opening for Black America, and it was the Wild Wild West scene, and her ponytail or mm-hmm. her hair her hair or whatever <laughs> was had fell down, and she got that mm-hmm. thing, baby, and she started twirling with that hair. As she was dancing, yeah. and I'm gonna. I actually have yeah. it, so I'm gonna put it on social. I'm, I'm putting it on Facebook so people can see it. But that okay. was a moment. That was a moment that was. right there. That you was. know where that you was. have to. You you have to pick it up. Things happen. Nothing's gonna be perfect. But it's like, what do you do in that moment? And I think that comes from experience. That comes from your experience. Mm-hmm. That comes from you honing yeah. in on your craft and being very serious about it, and knowing that yeah. because things are not perfect, you 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 just know how to pick it up. You know. Whatever drops, you know, and pick it up was, and keep going. She was so confident about anything. Like, people would say, you know, how the kids like, like the gossip about, oh, they say this, the pageant going to be rigged for such and such. You say, well, honey, I'm right. going to unrig it. I'm going to yes. unrig it. Yes, that was interesting. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I just love that about her. Yeah. <laughs> um, If you could have a converse, one more conversation with her or say one more thing to her, and I know you probably speak to her all the time, but... If you could have one more conversation with her or just want to say one little thing, what would you say? Oh, are you proud of me? Mm. And Mm. I just Mm. want to hear her response. That's, Mm -hmm. you know, because I know it would be Mm. some kind of cut up or, (laughs) you know, are you proud of me? You know, I love that. I love that. Okay, so you've acquired so many, so many patents over the years. To name a few: Duval, Dumar, Sweetheart International, Newcomer, Sweetheart International, mm-hmm. Black America, Black Universe, Renaissance, Liberty International, Ebony International, Glamorous, just to name a few. And I do wow. mean a few. Okay, I, I mean just a few. But when you when you run down <laughs> that list, it's like, oh my God, like she really did conquer a lot. And yeah. we haven't even added continental to that list. But while you have won and won those. Fair, you know, fairly young, feed it as well. Um, I remember watching NBA, I think it was either Yasmin Campbell Star won, and I just remember at that time I didn't know who you were because I think I watched that DVD or that tape at the time. I would think it was like maybe two years after, so like maybe 2000, 2001. And I, but I remember mm-hmm. watching it, not knowing who you are, and I just said, baby, the look on her face. I mean, like you could tell you wanted it so bad, but you could tell that you were disappointed. Um, unfortunately, that year you weren't successful in capturing, but you did, you know, went about three to four years later. I brought that in mm-hmm. instance up because we see all the time the face of defeat on entertainers' faces when they aren't successful. Um, Audrey, what has been your saving grace from not giving up when you weren't named the winner? Like, how did you pick yourself up um, by the bootstraps and keep it going? You know, um, it came with growth. Because there were times when I feel like I was blatantly cheated. Mm -hmm. Um, There were times when I felt like what happened, you know. Um, At times you're in that moment and you don't understand, and then I had to grow and realize that, you know, maybe something was off. Maybe I wasn't on my beat tonight, you know. I mm-hmm. knew I had flaws because sometimes with me when I'm in pageants, I can feel if something's wrong, if I don't feel right before I go on stage, it's not going to execute to the audience. So I right. have to be 100% before I hit the stage. Like I have to make sure my hair 
I'm not wearing like a rigged up shoe or a rigged up dress because when you know mm-hmm. something's wrong, it kind of exudes on stage. But I, just like a lot of times the defeat, you know, you don't want to be defeated because everyone wants to win. But I had to learn over time, like everything happens for a reason, you know. Okay. Yeah. Um, and a lot of times it was just not my time or maybe I wasn't on my beat that night, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. and you know, a lot of that just play in, and at the time, you're not thinking, like, when you're on stage and you lost, because you, we all want to hear our name in that moment, mm-hmm. but, you know, you have to realize, okay, like, this wasn't right, and that's why I'm glad I've always had those true friends to tell oh, you, yeah. like, yeah. you know, okay, girl, now, this is wrong, you, when you came out, this, and, you know, and I, I could take that, but when I know I was on and I just know I was blatantly cheated, you know, mm-hmm. maybe there was a reason. Maybe it wasn't yeah. the time for me. Maybe it I wasn't had the time for you, and, and maybe you, and yeah. maybe you dodged a bullet. Yeah, it, it, you know that. <laughs> that yeah, you know totally. Yeah, um, yeah. I I want to call out some moments as um you have had many. Um, but I want to call out some moments, and I want to tell you what I, when I, when, those, when I think about those moments, I want to tell you what I think of those really quick, and I want you to tell me what you think, over, what you think the overarching um, uh, objective or what, what my reasoning was for, for, for putting these out here. Yeah. Number one, when you won Liberty International, Tasha Long was also a contender. Am I not right, or am I correct? Yes. Yeah. Tasha Long was a contender. If what I know to be true, so many ladies dropped out of the contest that year because Tasha Long was coming. And if I'm not mistaken, Tasha had just given up, given up Continental or, or whatever, right? Uh-huh. The contest happened. You walked away the victor. Tasha Long was first on the rock, okay? Number yeah. two, when you competed for Black Universe, I, now I was there for this. Now, when you competed for Black Universe, you and your king, Neandre, were first runner-up at the prelim, which was Atlanta Black Universe at Track Nightclub, okay? Mm-hmm. I remember Dominique Dunois. I remember uh, Nikki Bonet. I remember Tanisha Castadon, because Tanisha Castadon and Sergio Fonte won, and you and Neandre got first at the preliminary. Mm-hmm. You ended up going to Mr. and Miss Black Universe as, of course, the first runner-up, and you won. Mr. and Miss Black Universe, yeah. 2004. Yeah. Miss Duval, 2004, you walked away being one of, if not the only, Miss Duval to walk away with winning every single category. Okay? Right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, at that time. Mm-hmm. At that time, right. <laughs> mm-hmm. Number four, the last one, Miss Continental Elite. You had not been on the Continental stage as a competitor since 2002. Okay, you returned 16 years later, or th- well, mm-hmm. 17 years later, um, on the mm-hmm. elite stage, and you won, and you won both nights. Okay, solo talent first night, mm-hmm. final night, all that great stuff. Clear winner. Thinking about those four yeah. special callouts, as you have had many, many, many more. What do you take away from those callouts, and how should those achievements speak to pageantry or speak to people who compete today? it should tell them to never be afraid of competition. Mm. It should teach them that never give up on your dreams, your goals, or aspirations. And when the timing is right, it's just right. Um, And also teaches you to do your homework on systems. You know, don't just 
jumping pageants. Don't be. And if you look at that, like you like you just went over my career, mm-hmm. either those pageants I had competed for, I had competed for Liberty two times before that. And I was at that point where I was like, I don't care who's running for this pageant. This is my title. Like, I I prepare for this. I put everything mm-hmm. into this. And mm-hmm. it didn't matter to me that Tasha Long, like, I knew she, Tasha Long was a legend and she had just given up Continental, but that didn't phase me and I could not right. let that get to me because right, right. This, this is what I want. I want to be Miss Liberty. So it, that whole, all those key points you made, they tell a story mm-hmm. and people, you you can take a lot from that and just, yeah. just never give up on you. You know, never yeah. be afraid to step out on faith. Never. Yeah. Never, because yeah. you'll never know, you know. You never know unless you, you try, know? you know. Yeah, yeah. Like, what if I would have not did Liberty and Victoria Parker would have won? Because I would have thought, oh, Tasha Long was going to win because she was Tasha Long. And then mm-hmm. Victoria Parker wins, or even Maxine Blue. You know, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. no, mm-hmm. no, mm-hmm. like you got to yeah. do you. Yeah, yeah. I always say that, you know, uh, and you know, I don't compete. You know, I judge and stuff like that, but I, I don't compete. But I have many friends, kids, aunties, you know, everybody, you know, that competes. And the thing that for me in corporate America and on my job, you know, I do compete when I'm going for a new position, right? And the thing is, when we're going for new positions, we should not be uh, concerned with who is going against us for this position. We have Mm -hmm. to be sure of who we are in it and make sure that we are most prepared. Yes, and making sure that we're most Mm -hmm. prepared for it. Because if I say, oh, my God, now this guy, he's been going for, he's been with the company 17 years. Here I am only Mm -hmm. with the company 12 years. Or I don't, they're just going to automatically give it. No, you can't have that. Because yeah. you never know if what I would have thought that night. Mm-hmm. If I would have thought that in my day in my daily life, like with my job, I would have mm-hmm. never been where I am. I would have never got relocated here if I yeah. would have been worried about status. Like no, yeah. like I'm yeah. gonna just step out on faith. I'm gonna do me because maybe this is written in the cards for me. Maybe this is right. part of my destiny. You know, you never know unless you try. Love it. Um, you have been very vocal. Um especially in the last few years, about your testimony. Um, I played it earlier for those that didn't get to hear it. Um, you can go back and play it um, about your testimony, about what you've been through or what you've gone through, who you mm-hmm. were then and who, are you, and who you are now. Um, right. what, uh, what, if anything, do you want to say about that, like as far as just and not in detail, oh. but just your, just your journey? Just, what's your testimony oh. and, like, what? It, you know, having money can make you an ugly person. Mm -hmm. Um, Having money and doing things and running recklessly can make you treat people differently. Um, And when I was able to do, I was very like, uh, I was, I was, uh, I had money, so I would, I had all these people around me that were probably really not my friends, and they mm-hmm. knew they could eat or we were going to shop or, right. you know, many people in my business. But, you know, I think it made me act differently, and I think I had to go through things to make me realize that that can all be taken from you, especially when it's not given to you the right way. You know, okay. I noticed that I've had so much 
designer this and this kind of furniture, yeah. but I was getting I was getting all that stuff by stealing it and right. And I was just doing things, and what I had made me act differently towards people, and I had to be broke down. And nothing that I was, all those things I was, I was doing illegally, I have nothing to show for that stuff. But everything that I earned by working hard for, I have those things in my possession. Like, it means something to me. I know the value of those things now. Because I would just, like, give purses away and give things away, and, like, I was, Robin Hood or somebody. Right. So it just was not worth it, just having to always look over your shoulders and worry about running your name and, you know, you running from a situation. And, you know, it just feels good. And I think it, it humbled me. It taught me a lot about myself and what you put out into the atmosphere is what you get back in return. And I just want to be good for people, like, regardless of how someone feels about me or what they think of me or what they think they know of me or they portray me from my past, like, I'm still going to be kind to that person. I'm still going to love that person regardless of what their thoughts are about me because who am I to judge? Yeah. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah, I think that, you know, we, we all go through, we all have life experiences. We that that's, Everybody has an experience. And I think that the thing about it is yes. we are never supposed to judge people. People go through things and people, you know, things happen, you know, because of whatever, upbringing, influence, you know, everybody was young and, yeah. young and dumb mm-hmm. at one point in time. But it's about the recovery. Oh, yeah. It's how you recover. It's how you move forward. And in recovering and moving forward, it's about are you better? You know, and what did you learn from the experience and the experiences of which you have learned from, from all of what you went through? Have you allowed your testimony to speak to those that are up and coming? You know what I'm saying? And you, be, right. you can still right. be a role model. You can still be someone, you know, someone that people look up to. And regardless of whatever your past is and whatever my past is and the next person and the next person, it's about how we gradually grow and move. And God puts us in certain situations. Um, for certain reasons, and, and there's a purpose for it all. And a lot of that stuff manifests and comes to light later on, you know, in life. But we have to press forward and move forward and not allow that to stop us, you know? That's right. Yeah. So thank you for that. Um, so, again, we have about 20 minutes. I know that someone wants to come on the line, so I'm going to ask you um, some quick continental questions. I'm going to allow this person to come on the line, and then we'll wrap up. So when it comes down to your okay. continental prep, what made you decide to compete for Continental in 2019, Continental Elite? What made you decide to do that? Well, I wanted to compete early on because my birthday is in July and the pad is in April. Uh-huh. And so I had I'd been, had had it on my mind when he 17. Okay. Because I knew I was, you know, coming of age. And I'm like, I want to try this. I want to do this. You know, not then I couldn't do whatever. But it was just something I was happy to still be alive at that age and and make it, you know, because so many of, you know, my sisters and brothers and loved ones didn't make it, you know. So I just thought that was just, I just wanted to do it since, like, 2017. And I just finally prepared mentally. And I was like, you know what, maybe I need to get, my day-to-day life order. Let me get myself situated and let me build my credit up and get me some credit cards so I can, you know, do some things. And But God blessed me to where he blessed me for the change in my life because 
I wanted and needed for nothing for Continental. I had so many wonderful, amazing supporters, and support is so important because oh, yeah. do it alone, you know. And I was just so blessed to have people to just do things for me, like that I didn't even ask them to do. And that's how I know it was like meant to be. Like it was, I mean, it was the time that was right because yeah. everything was falling into place for me. And it just taught me that, okay, my, my life is in order, my home is in order, I'm in order as a person. So maybe this is going to pan out for me to be Miss Continent Elite. Maybe I can be a good Miss Continent Elite because I'm in order now. I don't think I would have been ready to be a Miss Continental in 2002 when Erica Noel won because my life was all over the place. I wasn't doing the right thing. I wasn't living right. So it wasn't time. And, you know, sometimes we don't realize those things in that moment. It takes growth and age. Sometimes we're just, you know, you sit down having moments with yourself to have those aha moments or realize, like, what life is all about. And that's how I knew I was ready because, my life was in order, and that made me ready to be Miss Continental Elite. Having your day-to-day, you know, life in order, I love, I love that. Having your day-to-day life in order, um, and I, I put down having Kayla together first um, before yeah, the exactly. Cell, and, and, and that's so important. Exactly. Because um, I, I just remember quickly even Sasha's, you know, she's saying that, you know, out of all the years that she had competed for Continental, you know, of course she wanted it, wanted it, wanted it, but she didn't get it until – God wanted her to have it, but in order for her to have it, there were some things that she had to get together in regards to herself first because, uh-huh. it was like, okay, I can yes. see you now, but are you going to appreciate it? Are you going to be the continental that people love and uh-huh. respect? Yeah, so, is it going to work out? Yeah. yeah, right. So I totally get it. Um, and um, waiting for this person to uh, press one on their phone so they can come in and speak to you because we have about 13, well, about 14 minutes left, um, but I'll let them come on. Okay. Um, so while they're pressing one, I'll ask you what questions I want to ask you. What questions I want to ask you? Uh, so let me let's do the name game real quick. Uh, I'm going to throw out four names. You provide me with the first thing that comes to your mind, okay? Okay. Rick Finn. Uh, Daddy Duval. <laughs> Daddy Duval. Okay. Naisha Dupree. A legendary impress. Okay. Um, Basha. Multi-talented diva. Jim Flint. Oh, the sweetest man I ever met. <laughs> yeah, he is. He really is. He's about his business, but he yes. is a very sweet guy. Especially he is. Once you get in. And you know what? Yeah, go ahead. Yes. If you're, if you're, if you're on top of, like I say, being ready to be this and do this, being on time, being punctual, being ready, showing up looking to part, you know, like those things. I didn't have any issues with Mr. Flint. And he, you know, he, I would turn in what I need to turn in. I was just on top of my job because it's like I said, just in with my job that I do. I administrate, I delegate, you know, I have to stay on top of my role at my job and continental is my other job now, so I have to stay on top of that. So when they need information to be turned into the office, I'm going to make sure that gets turned in in a timely manner because, you know, if you stay on top of it, you don't have to, you know, scramble forward or do it later. And just, you know, so I didn't have an issue. I had a great time. Good. I really did. 
And I'm going to bring someone on here. We have uh, 15 minutes left, so I'm going to bring them on before I ask you any final questions. So let me bring them on. Okay, you are live with Micah and Aja Dupree, Miss Continental Elite. Can you call 330? Hey. Uh, yes, I'm here. How are you? I'm good. Asha, this Go ahead. is Skip. Go ahead. Hi, Skip. Hi, Skip. Ah! Thank you. <laughs> I wanted to make I wanted to make sure I called in with you. Um, I wanted to tell you that I think that you've um, held up well in this very strange situation we have this year. And certainly, I don't think I'm speaking out of school. I can speak for Jim and say that you know you and Darcel certainly have been so gracious and so elegant. You know, while the world's going through these big changes, and um, it's been an absolute delight to work with you this year. Thank you so much, Kim. Thank you. Thank you. And And it's been an amazing journey. But I do have a question for you. Today on Facebook, the big talk was, um, because, you know, everybody feels they need to inbox me about everything. So the question was today, what do you think the future of pageantry will be after the crisis is over, and how do you think it will proceed? Do you think it will proceed in big numbers or less people? I do think that the numbers will get back to a greater number, Um, but as of now, we're going to all be healing. We're going to be in a healing process, so I think it's going to take some time for the numbers to get back to that magnitude or even greater. Yeah, I just feel like we have to heal as a country. We have to get through this. Everyone has to get back on track, Mm -hmm. get their financials back in order, Mm -hmm. and get the, you know, the ball rolling. So, you know, once that happens and we have some time, I think the numbers will go back up and it will get back on track. Best wishes to both of you. I'm glad we got to speak last night for a minute, and I'll talk with you soon. All right, thank you. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. I totally agree. So thank you um, once again, Skip, for for calling in. That was a great question because we are in a a time that we have never seen um, for our lifetime. And to see that, you know, there are other pageants out there that are starting to cancel, postpone their events or whatever. Because, again, you know, we got to make sure that we're good first before we can actually pour back into the community and pour back into the industry and and doing pageants and and stuff like that. Yeah, because it takes finances to do that. It takes money and travel and hotels. And so it takes money so we got to get the money back into the economy first and get people back on track and then i think we'll go back to normal or even 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 greater numbers okay well thank you and uh thank you once again skip for that for that question now um to wrap up there is a uh a venture or um an organization that you're a part of um the unspoken treasure society um, and then yes. I know that there was an organization that you had started called Panglossian Pride. So can you give us just a little bit of information about that and what we what yes. we could expect in regards to that? Sure. Well, Panglossian Pride is my baby. It's an entity that I have a vision for. But right now I'm going to put Panglossian Pride to the side and I'm solely working for and under um, Unspoken Treasure Society as the vice president under Regina Livingston, a.k.a. Natalia Dupree, um, I felt the need to learn more and 
um, get more of a feel of the industry and what all entails and goes into an, an organization. Um, so she's already up and running and she um, offered me this opportunity to work under her and I can learn a lot from her. So we put Black Glass Pride to the side just for a little bit so we can um, learn some more and get our feet wet some more and then we'll go from there. Okay, and is this um, a trans-focused um, uh, organization, or it's, just, it's not trans focused. Okay. It is one of our focuses, okay. but it's not. You know, it's it's for all. It's for the LGBT okay, community. Nice. It's for everyone. Yeah. Okay. Good. Good. Mm-hmm. Good. Yeah, I, I talk to Ebony Sherry a lot, and, and I know she's involved with a lot of organizations. So you know, yes. I, I already said that coming out of this, you know, I want to be able to lend my talents and my time and efforts toward, you know, building up our community. So I'll be definitely getting, you know, some more information in regards to the Unspoken Treasure Society as well as yours. And just trying to, you know, see where I can fit in, you know? Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. And um, to wrap up, uh, I did have a question in regards to what is it that you feel as though you've learned throughout this reign as Miss Continental Elite? And still learning because your reign is not over yet. Right. <laughs> um... <laughs> I'm just learning how to continue to remain humble, how to always be my authentic self, Mm -hmm. because when you're yourself and your energy, you know, matches up with your persona, it just, the the light reflects differently off of you and people can feel it and people can tell like, you know, this is someone that's truly genuine. She's really sweet or nice and very humble and you know, people can feel that energy and then it's, you know, people perceive you differently. They feel differently for you. They adore you more, you know. Mm-hmm. So just always be your authentic self. Like, just remain humble. Be yourself. Don't do or be something that you think, you know, um, it should be or what you see someone do on a videotape or something like that. Just be yourself. Be yourself at all times. And with that said, what advice would you give to um, any of the, the ladies, I still call them young ladies because they're still young. Young ladies that are right. wanting to be um, your successor, wanting to be Miss, the next Miss Continental Elite. What advice would you give to them? Give to them? Oh wow! Just um, just stay on top of stay on top of your job, stay on top of your game. Um, keep an open line of communication with Jimmy, um, and just be you. Just be yourself and enjoy yourself and just make sure you have everything in order in your life and make sure you're just in a good, happy place and, a, you know, in a happy spot. And, you know, people will be able to tell that you're enjoying yourself and you, you know, really want to do this or you really want to be this. So just just remain true to yourself. Just yeah, yeah. just be you and, and, and remain professional at all times. At all times. Yeah. I um I totally agree. I, I agree on what you said in regards to just, you know, making sure that you have yourself together because again, like we've said so many times, you know, you gotta have like you you, you had to have Kayla together before you could even invest That's right. in Aja. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um and you know so and, and so you have to. So you gotta make sure that you're there first because when you start to be this entity and you're this queen, you know, the the, the two are one and the same. But if if, if the, the personal is not right, then how is the business and being professional out there in the world amongst people is going to be right? So so you got to right. make sure that you have that um, in lock and key. Yeah, that's true. Um, Very true. 
So, uh, and, and also, just to piggyback real quick, in regards to, you know, as you're a queen, I would say there were two things that, that, that were call-outs for me. One is that you never know when you are walking and you're the queen and you're the representative of a system, you're standing on the shoulders of many that have come before you. You're an ambassador for this system. You never uh-huh. know when you're out as a queen. You cannot be, you can't be closed. You can't be an introvert. You can be an introvert at home, but you can't be an introvert <laughs> in, this, uh-huh. you know, in this community. So you got to walk and you got to smile and you got to talk because you yes. never know when you be your next promoter who's going to be your yeah, next contestant. you got to be sociable. That's you right. got to be be friendly, be kind. You never know who knows who. That's right. And sometimes, you know, you just being nice to people. Like someone said, oh, such and such told me I was going to meet you and they would adore you and I really do like you. Like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, oh my God, I can't believe, you know, that everything you said you were, you know, so just, just be good to people. Like, yeah. there's no need to be rude or nasty to people. Now, I'm not saying don't let anyone disrespect you or, right, you know, exactly, yeah. like take things that, you know, if, if it's a form of disrespect, but just remain humble and just be kind. And it, it goes a long way. Trust me. It really does. Love it. And lastly, before I close, um, I know that there's so many people that you want to thank and you want to just kind of give yes. them a shout out. And I think that this is a the opportune time because this would have been, you know, your last day. But again, this is not your last day. But no. <laughs> I, think, I think that it's very important to even say it, you know, to say it, to get it out there. Because a lot of times when you're relinquishing, you know, of course, you put it in the program or, you know, you uh, you 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 may do a letter or something you know, some sort, but everybody doesn't get yeah. to see it, but a lot of people maybe get to hear it. So are there right. anyone? Is and there I'm not, and I don't want to, and I don't want to forget anyone and everyone who, you know, that knows me, <laughs> right. they know that they have a special place in my heart. So just so, because I don't call a name doesn't mean I forgot you. It's right. just, I'm always so overwhelmed with love and, 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 and blessings from everyone. So I want to thank my children each and every one of you. I'm not going to name names because you're going to be saying, oh, mama named me and she didn't name you. And I love all of my children. I thank you all for your continued love and support. Um, Rick Finn, my granddaddy, um, Duval, my my city of Duval, um, uh, my Atlanta family, um, Jim Flynn, my Continental family, all the families that I originated and started with, you know, when Aja was a baby up until now, my yeah. sweetheart family, like my Liberty family, my NBA family, my NBU family. I love each and every one of you and everyone that supported me on my journey to Continental Elite. I thank you all from the bottom of my heart for anything you did, like anything you did for me, whether it was words of advice or monetary or just something that I needed, you know, without even asking. Thank you all so much. My family, my friends, my fans, I love each and every one of you. Thank you so much. Thank you. And I'll add this tidbit, ladies, um, gentlemen, whoever wants to be a part of any system, because Aja spoke about it earlier on about doing research for systems, is that the great thing that I loved about her is that no matter how long she's been in this art form and how many titles that she has accomplished, Again, she walks in them as humble as, as she knows how. And her part of her research was just reaching out to judges and really understanding what they're looking for and what to expect. That's right. That nature. And so I appreciate you for reaching out to me because it doesn't, it happens, but it doesn't happen as often as you think it would. Um, and so for me, that, that tells me that this person is prepared or they're getting prepared or they're, they're making sure they have everything in, in the right step in the right mm-hmm. order to be the queen. Right. So right. I appreciate you for that. Um, 
And lastly, I just want to, uh, I'll say this and, and we'll go into the closing. I thank you again for being a part of our lives as Miss Continental Elite over the last year. Um, as you will continue until we, you know, get an official date. Um, right. Thank you for being transparent, being an example, being a staple in our community, evolving as a person first and an entertainer second. Um, we applaud you and we thank you again. We thank you to everyone that has supported this platform with your listening ear. Um, please be sure to share this podcast with anyone who would like to take a listen. Keep your eyes and your ears peeled as I will be conducting an interview with Darcel Stevens, Miss Continental Plus 2019 soon. And later this year, Mr. and Miss Continental, Daisy M. Andrews and Vanessa Van Cartier. Now, as I end, I ha- always have to end with the quote of the week. And I have two very important quotes and we'll be done. Number one, remember... The way people treat you reveals the type of relationship they have with themselves. Don't carry people's flaws around like they are your own. And I'll repeat that. Remember, the way people treat you reveals the type of relationship they have with themselves. Don't carry people's flaws around like they are your own. And the number two quote is, when you force things, you have fear present, which creates resistance. There is power in letting things go and letting things flow. When you stop trying so hard to get something, you allow it to come to you. And I'll repeat that. When you force things, you have fear present, which creates resistance. There is power in letting things go and letting things flow. When you stop trying so hard to get something, you allow it to come to you. Until next time, each and every one of you, please be blessed and please be safe. Stay at home and we will all one day be able to rally around again and hug and kiss and and have a great time. And again, once again, Aja, I love you. Thank you. Love you all. Thank you. Stay blessed and stay safe. Thank you, Micah. You're welcome.